You know, Rob, ever since last week when you told me about the uh, world's longest pee, mm-hmm. uh, I've been trying to beat that record. I've been, uh, <laughs> I basically just, I, I handed my wife a stopwatch, and every time I pee, I'm like, come on, honey. This is going to be a good one. Come it's on, been two days since I peed. This is going to be the one. Yep. <laughs> it, there's no way that Greg can go two days without peeing. He would literally explode. His bladder would pop, and he would die of sepsis. Little throwback to episode 192, side B. Are you sure? You sounded you sounded like you were questioning. Uh, do, do the opening. <laughs> I'll do your opening. <laughs> you, wow. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 193, side A. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. This is a side A episode, which means we're going to talk about things like pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever caught our eye this week. My name is Gruff Hardwagon, and I'm joined by Tessa Tickle. Uh, howdy, folks. And Ernie. <laughs> hey, Bert. This week, we're going to talk about Fear Street Part 2, 1978, Black Widow, and Wellington Paranormal. Okay, I have not seen Black Widow, and I don't want it spoiled, but here we are. Tough shit. This is it. I, I'm, I'm in the fire now. This is a review show, so spoilers are going to happen. Um, you know, I knew better, so Damn right. um, we're going to try to avoid major twists. Um, if we're talking about something you haven't seen, you read, or listened to yet, then use your own discretion. Um, but just know that it could happen. Don't be a bitch. Oh, oh it's gonna be That's what she said. <laughs> wow. Spoil okay. some news. I'm. You two are getting a little bit too happy and active, so I'm. I'm just gonna bring you down. Do you guys oh, know God. who Charles? Do you guys know who Charles Robinson is? Or did you before you read the script? No. Charles Robinson is Mac from Night Court. Uh, oh, I did read about that. Yeah. Yeah. He is the lovable, warm, able to deal with all the craziness that is the New York, whatever is it, Night Circuit, it, yeah. Nighttime Court, or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. And the actor that played him, of course, is Charles Robinson, and he passed away on July 11th. And I was, you know, there's, there's people, uh, Night Court was my show as a kid. I loved it. I probably didn't understand half of it. I'm sure that is where I learned about prostitution <laughs> the first time. In, in theory. <laughs> the second time. The second, second time, time was when you were in front of the judge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, the second time is when I hung out with, with Omar when he was 11 years old since, you know, he had no parental supervision. And so we just decided to go get one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, so, uh, you know, was, that was my show, and, and Mac was such a, a good straight man just for all of the wackiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, a lot of the the eulogies, I guess, if you want to call them that, I don't know if eulogy has to be at a funeral, came out from people like Marsha Warfield, um, John Larroquette, things like that. Uh, and they were just, they were really, really sweet and really sad, and everyone was talking about just how he appreciated the little things and it was one of those things that you know maybe we didn't talk think about him he was a stage actor he was on a show that went off the air in the 90s and he'd been in other things but he would sit there and talk about the pleasure of just having a glass of wine or the or uh the vocals of his favorite band Hmm. and i was like man that's just that's the type of stuff that i love yeah. You know, people that, that enjoy life. Um, one of the, the best write-ups was the guy... Um, oh, it's, I have it written down. I just got to find it. Um, Wend- uh, Wendell Pierce. He was from, he's from The oh, he's Wire, but actor. also a bunch of other things. 
Yeah. He's the shit guy. Um, he just starred in a play called Some Old Black Guy, Some Old Black Man with him. It was a two person play. When they were starting to write the play, the pandemic started, and they basically quarantined together. So these two people did not know each other at all, and they started off everything by quarantining to work on this thing for 28 days, which could cause huge problems and creative differences. In this case, he basically said that they became best friends in you – know, they they had a lifetime of friendships that, that came about in, in 27 so days. Cool. Um, and he said that, we, that Charles Robinson was like a – was like a father figure to him and he that's where the wine story came in and stuff like that it was just uh let's see in 27 days in quarantine with charles charlie robinson and i got to appreciate the man not just the wonderful actor uh of great charm and skill on stage tv and film uh the life of an actor sorry i have i have my microphone in a weird place so it's hard for me to actually read this there we go uh, and only thing I was going to say, that's not where it goes, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, I, I, I tried decided to try something new. You know, criti- criticize me. <laughs> you know, how can we achieve greatness if I'm not willing to do to to <laughs> bend over backwards, so to speak, for the uh, agreed for the podcast? <laughs> so, fuck, fuck y'all. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, in the life of an actor, the only things you take with you are the work that you do and the people you do it with. I will cherish the work that we created and forever remember the brief time I spent with him. So, really sad, and it really makes me wish that Night Court was on some sort of streaming. Yeah, I thought of that a lot of times, too. I would love to see that show again. Or, like, yeah. in syndication or something. It was. Yeah. And you can buy you can buy the DVDs, but they're, like, the... They're very expensive, and they're, like, the cheapo ones that, like, have the crappy box and, like, don't have... Don't come with anything. Mm-hmm. They don't always play correctly. I don't know. It's just I'm the same way where I watched that show when I didn't understand most of what was happening, but it was just good. It was just entertaining. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching it as a kid. I enjoyed it. I I mean, I as a kid, I mainly watched it for Marky Post. Yes, please. But, <laughs> but what young what young male didn't? Greg actually, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> yeah, Greg was watching it for John Larroquette. Man, if you rewatch it now, John Larroquette is like the worst. And he's like, what's funny is because he's a he's a brilliant actor. He's actually they're doing a spinoff. They're working on a of spinoff Nike right Lord. now. Really? With uh, it's yeah, it's John Larroquette and uh, blonde chick with a squeaky voice from uh, Big Bang Theory. Really? And uh, and oh, True Blood. Yeah. Bernadette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So they're working on a. I'm. I'm going to assume that she is his daughter. That's I just fair. have that feeling. Well, before we get too happy, um, I'll slide another little depressing, uh, yeah, depressing nugget in there. <laughs> it's the title um, of his. Uh, it's the title of his sex tape right there. That's right. He'll slide a little depressing <laughs> nugget in there. That's right. That's what I'm gonna do. Um, we all we all grew up in the '80s. And I'm pretty sure that we all watched at least a little bit of wrestling in the 80s. True. Well, we have lost another wrestler from the 80s. Did you hear about that one? Uh, Orndorff? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful, Paul Orndorff. Passed away just this past week, actually. I think it was earlier this week, like Monday or Tuesday. Wow, I didn't know that. Hmm. He did you hear that? Did you see that story? I don't know if it was another wrestler or just a fan. The story that someone told about meeting him at a, a conference or a convention. No, a fan met him, and there was some I don't know the exact conversation. I just saw this on Twitter. And a fan met him, and it was right after he had he got tested. Orndorff got tested for cancer, and they found it. Mm. This was a while ago, so I guess it was a it was at some point solved. And the fan was talking to him, and and he said, "I want you to get make sure you get tested for cancer." And the fan was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And Orndorff grabbed him with a very firm wrestler's hand, and did the like, "I'm I'm going to shake your hand, but it's going to hurt" kind of thing, mm-hmm. and put his hand on his shoulder and said, "I want you to get tested." And the guy said he always remembered that, and I believe the end of the story was he event he did get whatever test it was whenever he was supposed to, and they mm-hmm. found something, and he like was like, "That dude saved my life." Wow. That that was kind of a cool little, you know. Well, and and Orndorff actually beat cancer. Um, okay. His his son came out and said that he had passed away. Also said that 
he I, I believe the the major contributing factor I mean he was 71 so he wasn't a spring chicken um, but that he says that the major contributing factor was the dementia which he thinks was exacerbated by the CTE syndromes that he had sure, all the that, shots that he took to the head right. when he was wrestling and you know he, he says he absolutely in no way um, blames Vince McMahon or the WWE for it because it was just something that they didn't know it wasn't mm-hmm. It, it wasn't anything that was done maliciously and you know he says that he's he says i don't i don't blame them for it because it wasn't something that we didn't know about back then it wasn't something that we knew about back then so it you know i, I don't really hold them accountable but you know this is something that that you need to pay attention to and you need to look at yeah it's part of the job really comes with the territory i mean not that it's yeah. an excuse but i he's very cool for being cool about it i guess Can I? Are we done with news? Can I wipe the slate clean of all the sadness and depression? Yes. Okay. Guys, if you have not watched it yet, Ted Lasso Season 2 comes out on the 22nd. At least, I don't know. if I think they're doing one episode a week. But Ted Lasso Season 2 will be out as... Because of that, I am now watching Ted Lasso Season 1 for the third time since December. Because it is the most heartwarming without being offensive or without it is offensive in a good way it's like the most heartwarming non-cheesy like positive show that isn't afraid to you know still say fuck a lot okay so what what is it watch on? it uh that is the problem for most people it is on apple tv it is also up for a shit really? ton of emmys yeah and it won it won the golden globe this past year i want to well. see that other I want to see. I mean, it's like, I think Apple TV is like four ninety nine a month, and it has it's everything. Shame most like, of the population doesn't have it. But it also has that other. Well, if you have an Apple, if you have an iPhone, you have it. I think if you have an iPhone, you just if you have an iPhone and oh, AT and T, I think you have Apple TV for free. Oh well, that <laughs> that's different than just owning an iPhone. Well, my I, I might be wrong well, about the AT and T part, but I have Apple TV. I did not pay for Apple. I did not pay for Apple TV. I've had it for over a year. And I think oh, it's just because of my phone. <laughs> I'm well, just paying for it through my phone. By virtue but. of the fact that you have to have an Apple Fair phone. enough. But isn't that the one, isn't that the same, um, isn't that where... Go where Android. Mythic, what, Mythic Quest? Is that what it's called? Right? I want to see Mythic Quest as well, yeah. yeah. And the 1971 uh, documentary as well about music and sex and all that stuff in 1971. Yeah. And penises. Greg is very I believe there actually were some penises because I believe that oh. they talk about hair show, in that yeah. the show. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, not what? hairy penises. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I'm still trying to get that connection. I <laughs> I believe there were penises in it because they talked about hair. Hair's a musical. No, hair is the, the 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 musical where one whole part they're yeah. naked. Oh, the age of Aquarius, all that hippie okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I found the LP of that in my home when I was a kid. So there's my supervision again. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Seven-year-old Nick and Omar running around going, dawning of the hey, age of Aquarius. As your mo- as your mother's having afternoon like tea with your... It is the age of Aquarius. Hey, that's not, nice that's not my impression. fault. I'm not... That's just astrology, baby. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Hey, man. So uh, we had some we had some discussions about Florida this week, Rob. Uh, what, we have, you made a, have you made a decision? I, I was worried. I, I'm going to let you read it because you found it. But I was worried because I was having trouble finding a Florida story. And I thought Florida Man was actually going to let us down for the first week. And then he <laughs> just showed up today. <laughs> so I, can, I don't have the story in front of me. but so But I will tell you. So Rob is like, you know, we have this ongoing chat in our little chat room about like, you know, what, what should we watch and what are our opinions and just, you know, what aspects are we going to talk about with things? And Rob's like, I didn't find a Florida story. And I'm like, that's weird. So I went and started looking and I'm like, well, all of them are really depressing. Yeah, well, you and that we, was the thing. All, all of them were just like bad stories. It's not like a Florida guy doing something stupid, you know, and just being, we like Florida people guy. doing things to themselves. We don't want like Hurting Florida somebody. guy, like right. m- murders a busload of nuns. Yeah, and and even this story is a little sketch in that it does involve a little bit of animal cruelty. 
Yeah. So I I was turning on the TV today to check out one more episode of Wellington Paranormal before we covered it tonight. And while the TV was warming up, I heard the news without, you know, the TV being no picture. And I heard this man, Florida man was arrested. And it was the actual news. It wasn't like recorded. Florida man was arrested for stealing an alligator and swinging it around his head. And I was like, <laughs> pause. <laughs> Call Rob. <Wait>, what? <laughs> like saved by, it was what, like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was literally today that the yeah. story broke. And it was a, um, a Southwest Florida man. He's accused of stealing an alligator from a, some tourist attraction in Daytona Beach. I believe it was a miniature golf course. It was, he, it, like, like, the one right near my house, actually. Yeah. William Hodge, 32. He climbed a fence of a mini golf course, jumped in a thing of alligators, and picked one of it up. And then hopped to the fence and was walking down the 2100 block of South Atlantic Avenue with the alligator. Uh, um, authorities say they witnessed him swing it by the tail and then try to toss it on uh, top of a uh, building. How big was the alligator? Uh, okay. I think iguana sized. Yeah, probably about three feet. Uh, I don't even know where to go three, with that. Three, four feet. Yeah, long. it seems all right. Uh, yeah, well, so just for the people that don't live in Florida <laughs> and live in sane places, they do have a bunch of miniature golf courses uh, where you can go and feed alligators. And they give you a little stick with like a string on it and a um, clothespin, and you put little bits of chicken on the end. It's like dehydrated chicken, and you kind of hang it over the alligator pit, and they'll eat it. Uh, it's. Pretty much got, like, a fence with, like, rope, so you mm -hmm. can't get mm -hmm. into it. But um, it's nice because they also do children's birthday parties, and you can feed the children to the alligator. No, no there you go. Um, they're, they're not the biggest of alligators, but, you know, they are getting lots of food, and they, they have one of these on International Drive. They have one of these probably about two miles or from my house or less than that if you don't pay attention to roads. Yeah, they've got one in Altamont as well. Yeah. Is this, so, is oh, yeah, this yeah. event... That so, you were talking about now, is that really near your house, or was it in? Uh, this one happened at the, it was the same company, it was uh, the Congo Congo, River yeah, one, it was the same company. But it was oh, in okay. Daytona. Right. So, but this I one was in Daytona. I don't yeah. remember, I don't know if I saw it in Daytona or yeah. in Orlando, yeah. but. And he was so, tossing it around to quote unquote, teach it right. a lesson. <laughs> hey alligator, <laughs> why are you an alligator? <laughs> I'll I really teach want to you know a lesson. what the lesson is though. And why? Like, <laughs> so, Mr. Hodge, A, you're a douchebag. B, you're a moron. C, have fun in jail. The, the, if you can look him up, you can definitely see that there's something happened to him where his, his forehead was bloody and so was his cheek. So he either got smacked by the alligator or something. So did he get mad by the, um, at the alligator for hurting him that he picked up? There's not that much about it. Maybe, but... He looks yeah. like a younger Joe Exotic with less hair. It's true. That's like half of Florida, though. That's like half of men in Florida look like a younger Joe Exotic. <laughs> like, uh, there's no one going to beat our Florida Man of the Year already, but alligator tossing and trying to teach the alligator a lesson is close. Like, this algebra alligator <laughs> wouldn't do his algebra homework. <laughs> Algigalator. <laughs> I was trying to say algebra and alligator in the same sentence. That didn't... Little known fact. That's how you pronounce it in Florida, actually. that's People don't know that. This algebrator. <laughs> Everyone take out your algebrator books. <laughs> that's our, that's our school system hard at work. <laughs> I almost gave myself a stroke right there. <laughs> uh, so, so if, if you'd you... like to have access to some of these ridiculous stories that we come across, you could always become a patron. Yeah. And join our Patreon. For just $5, you can get access to our Discord chat. You'll get early access to the movie that we'll be reviewing. You get early access to the top five list. You can even submit your own top five list. You will also get a birthday episode where we make a custom top five list about you, guaranteed to be inaccurate. <laughs> and if it is accurate, we are not responsible. If it For is accurate, you all ask <laughs> needs to be in prison. Yeah. No problems. <laughs> There are higher ranges where you can get access to show notes. You could also curate an episode and join us. And you can find that by going to patreon.com slash give me five. Shout podcast. out to uh, Senor Jubles that joined us last week for our nerds episode. Yeah. 
And a special shout out to Alec, our patron of Unusual Size. Yes. Who is uh, coming up uh, on side B talking about Jaws. I did not know if you guys knew this, but if you actually uh, stand in front of a mirror with a candle lit and you say, you say, dun it, dun it, three times, Alec appears and will uh, will be on a podcast with you. It's nice. It's a good thing. Uh, we're going to start with our topics here. We'll start off with Wellington Paranormal, which I think all of us have watched at least one episode. I've watched two episodes. That was two all episodes. I had access to. Yeah, that is, yep. Okay, so we've watched two episodes. Omar has watched one. I will. Uh, it came out at least here uh, on July 9th, two thousand twenty-one. Mm-hmm. It is available on CW and streaming, uh, CD, both streaming and TV. Uh, created by Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, two of our favorites. At least Agreed. one of my, two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, like Jermaine Clement, just not as the crab. Yeah, I hated the crab. In oh, that was him, wasn't it? I like him from the. Um, yeah, it was him. Yeah, I Flight of the Concords. Yep. I got. I keep on getting accidentally getting Flight of the Concords songs in my wife's head, but you can't really listen to them in front of children. So she literally mm-hmm. sneaks off. To I the also. Bedroom he's to al- he also is a. Um, I think it's just a one-off. He's a character in uh, Rick and Morty. And I was I was dying. I I heard the voice and I was like, Oh my god! I know it! I know it! I know it! And I couldn't place it. And I finally had to look it up. Um, it's the one where he's like a cloud from another universe or something. That's him. That's his. Oh voice. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the the villain parrot from Rio as well. Yeah. But this mm-hmm. is not the Jermaine Clement uh, podcast, although it could be, and we I'm more than happy to do that. Let's make it be the thing. Uh, anyway, uh, it also stars uh, Mike Minogue and Karen O'Leary and uh, Maka Pohatu. I I'm gonna screw that up, but this is a uh, New Zealand. This is a New Zealand-based TV show that finally made it over here. If you are a fan of what we do in the shadows of the movie, and of course the the TV show that is made over here, that and that dry New Zealand humor, that's very uh, interesting. I didn't realize they actually used their real names. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a cops esque comedy show. Mm-hmm. Uh, very. It's kind of like cops, or but the two main characters are. I want to say they're like X Files people, but they're. They're way. They're more like if the X Files was run by traffic they, cops. They actually um, refer to themselves as Mulder and Scully at one point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and they're the, very, they're very even keel. They don't get yeah. worked up over anything. And it's like, oh, that's a lot of vomit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a lot okay? for her, for her body size um, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's very New Zealand esque humor, at least based on the movies and TV shows and comedians and stuff I've seen from there. Uh, just the synopsis, real quick: Sergeant Sergeant Maka and officers Minogue and O'Leary are members of the Wellington, New Zealand police. Their job is to investigate paranormal phenomena. Phenomena. Uh, he's uh, it's great. I loved it. I was it was cracking me up. It's one. Uh, go ahead, Omar. You had negative opinions about it, or at least well, initially of the road. you did. Yeah, you may like have changed the first, his mind. The first thing I noticed about it was that I had to put on the closed captioning because I couldn't understand what they were saying. <laughs> Which is ironic, considering I, I, you right. are actually from but, another country. But that's fine. That's me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was some funny stuff. But now, like, the more we talk about it and, and before we started, you know, recording, we were talking about it. Like, everything that we mentioned is actually pretty funny. But I got I was at a point where maybe I just wasn't in the right frame of mind for it, for, like, dry humor. Because when I started watching it, I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, I had no preparation for it at all. I didn't... I had zero percent. Mm-hmm. Just, it, I know it's a paranormal, so I get it, but I had I had, I had, had no idea what I was walking into. So, But, like, now that we talk about all these gags, it's pretty funny. So I, I am going to watch the second episode and continue with it because there's a lot of good gags. There's a lot of funny... Like, the scene that I... That just... That really made me laugh out loud. They walk into, like, a... I think it was a garage... And there's a, a, a this dude literally walking on the ceiling upside down. And he's like, his face is all contorted. And he says, like, some in some demonic voice, I am Bathazar or whatever his name is. I am Bazawal. Bazawal. And then she goes, his fucking name's Gary. And like, like, not he's upside down from the ceiling. And not that his voice is completely demonic and his face is contorted. 
he's lying about his name. Like, that's the problem. Like, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, is it, and, and part of the comedy is in the delivery because she's not like, his fucking name is Gary. She, it, it's like she's confused and she's like, his, his name's Gary. <laughs> like, like looking at the camera and it's got that, like, you can tell the camera has the lighting kit on it. Yeah. Yeah, there's just little gags. Like, even some of the play on, play on words where, were they the part with the ghost? It's like when they introduce the the person about to talk to the ghost is like, oh, she's a medium, and the other guy's like, oh, I'm a large and he's an extra large. <laughs> oh, yeah. Early on, another thing that caught my eye nice. was early on with the the first possessed girl they see, like right at the beginning, when they finally have her in the 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 vomiting one. Vomiting. They have on her in the back seat of like, the car. Now she's in the car at night. But her face is all lit up and her hair is blowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Can we turn off you the know, acorn? Like they, like, like it, yeah, exactly. Like, but like, like inside the back of a cop car at night. Like it's just, it was like, wait. And and he asks if they can turn off the AC. And she's like, it is off. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The the second episode, so that was the first episode. I believe they released two because this show was has been out for at least a couple years in New Zealand, but it took a while to get over here. Yeah, um, and I think they're going to do the thing where they do two episodes a week because I know there's there was six episodes season one and six episodes season two so far, as far as I know. Uh, the second episode was about crop circles, and it had the kind of weird farmer people. And a bunch of like little gags about aliens and stuff. They do mm-hmm. the the thing from the thing from every alien movie where the where there's like a weird pod and they're like, oh, let's stick our face <laughs> in it. Yeah. And then the, and then the other guy does the exact same thing. Yeah. And even when he's in explaining it to the to to Maka, he's like, yep, I I pretty much did the exact same thing. I got the same yeah. results. So it's, I mean, it's it's annoying, I guess, for probably us to explain all of the jokes to everyone. But if you like dry humor and you like anything Taika Waititi has done, Thor Ragnarok or any of his type of stuff, it's it's really funny. And it's, you know, it's 30 minutes long yeah. of just little bits and... Dry humor new... and a little bit of slapstick, yeah. I would say. Yeah. This is as dry as it gets. It doesn't get any drier than this. And and honestly, it reminds me a lot of that other one that we watched with um oh, I can't even remember what it was called, like Ghost Chasers or something. Yeah, yeah. With um with uh Simon the... Pegg or well the the guy the not Simon Pegg guy. Right. Uh, he was Ed in Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I thought that show was good. That Simon Pegg was the he was the like a boss. He was like the boss where he worked or something like that or like a police. So he, he, yeah, he had like a so. small. Yeah, part. I think he had like cameos where he was he was the boss. They were trying to set up five G or something. Right, or, yeah, but I heard of that show from you guys, and it was it was really good. Like I watched the whole thing in like one sitting. I, that was fun. Mm-hmm. And sadly, it got canceled. Yeah, yeah that's I liked it. <laughs> so that is Wellington Paranormal uh, CW streaming CW online. Watch it so we can get more of it. And now let's uh, jump over to what else we got here. We've got Fear Street, part two, 1978. Uh, I guess, uh, well, it's either me or or you, Rob, because I don't think Omar had a chance to see that. I had some things to say. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, introduce it, and you say your things. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So, Fear Street Part 2, 1978, was released on July 9th of this year, 2021. It's on Netflix. It's, again, directed by Lee Janiak. And this one stars Sadie Sink. Everybody remember who Sadie Sink is? Uh, I know the name. Max. Oh, yeah, 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 Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes. Max oh. from Stranger and Max Day. and Ziggy. Yep. <laughs> Older. Um, Sadie Sink. It stars Emily Rudd, Ted Sutherland, Chiara Aurelia... Uh, Ryan Simkis, Sam Brooks, Jordana Spiro, McCabe Sly, and a bunch of other people who were, you know, had like bit parts and whatnot. But the synopsis is Shady Side, 1978. School's out for summer, and the activities at Camp Nightwing are about to begin. But when another Shady Sider is possessed with the urge to kill, the fun in the sun becomes a gruesome fight for survival. 
So if you remember when we reviewed uh, Fear Street 1994. Uh, yes, all of exactly a week ago. Yes. What I had to say about this one, and, and I was like, well, I know how it's going to end. What the F? I mean, and we talked about maybe there's some twist or something that we don't know. Right. And so, you know, as I as I'm sitting down to watch this, I'm like, OK, I know how this is going to end, but let's see what happens. And then I get into it and I'm like, OK, so wait, they lied. First off. It does make for a better story, but I also feel that it's kind of like an acknowledgement of the error in their plan. I mean, I, I liked the movie. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the movie. I sat down. I had a good time. It was, it was a good story. But you kind of have to forget what they told you in the first movie. Otherwise, you're going, what the fuck? This entire movie. And contrary to what they told you in the first movie, C. Berman is not the only survivor of Camp Nightwing. And the reason you know that right off the bat is because Sheriff Nick Good, who is in Fear Street 1994 as the sheriff, is at Camp Nightwing. And it's like, so okay, so you've already lied about what happens at Camp Nightwing. She is, she is the only survivor of the group that was being hunted. Sure, okay. Um, but there were other shady siders that survived. There were other um, sunny siders. Is it sunny side or sunny vale? Or I think it's sunny vale. There were other Sunnyvale people who survived. But, I mean, that's like saying that, you know, there was only one survivor of an office building massacre that only happened on one floor and ignore all the other people in the office building because they didn't matter because it wasn't on their floor. No, that's that's not what happened, you know? It, it, so, so they kind there, of... There's a difference they, between, like... not. I'm not refreeding you. There's a difference between someone coming out and like, they're dead, everyone's dead, and a newspaper report talking about the incident which is kind of how they i believe how they figured it out in the first movie right like, well they... but but the kid who did the research is the one who's telling the st- who's informing everybody else and he says specifically she was the only survivor of this of this event at camp nightwing oh yeah you did say that so it's like how do you i mean yeah so so they 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 basically lied to you and 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 while I do I do feel like this made a better movie I I do kind of feel like they've acknowledged that okay well we may have painted ourselves into a corner here we can't really do it this way because that kind of f's up the whole story so let's do this I uh, I I'll take another angle from it they just didn't have to show that newspaper article at the end of the other one there was no need I don't, to show that. I saw that they they filmed these in a different order and then they're playing them somewhere, but I don't remember what that order was. I mm. think I think the first one they filmed was actually the last one. If I remember correctly. Sixteen sixty six? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we haven't seen yet. And now after the second one, I know why they're doing it in reverse order. I get it. But you've gotta pay attention. You can't you can't screw it up and paint yourself into a corner and then just act like it didn't happen. Well, yeah, because they did you because you were worried that the the end of the first one was going to leave you hanging, and they do start the second one at the end of the first one. Correct, correct. They do bring the the kids from the first one back, so they're tying them together. And I see where they're going with it, and I see what they're doing. And I they're tying I the movies together. They're not tying the kids together. Rob, correct, that's offensive. correct. Although they did tie the some of the kids together. Yeah, they did. They actually tied a child to a radiator in a bathroom. Yeah. Uh. So okay. I mean, like I said, I see what they're doing. I see where they're going with it, but they they lied to get there so that you would watch the prequel, basically. Mm-hmm. Or, well, no. Uh, no, they did what, what the prequel was... even though they lied to you about it so that they could make a better movie. What is, uh, what's her face's name? C, whatever. C, C uh, Berman. C Berman. Uh, Omar, C Berman is actually uh, Britta from uh, Community. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And there was a, there was a neat little twist. I mean, you, you think you know who's going to die and then, you know, you're surprised, but yeah. Yeah, there was there was some things I liked. Uh, I liked the whole thing. I mean, I'm wildly entertained by this stuff, even if it's not good. It's it is it is enjoyable. It is good. Yeah, but and, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, few things. One, 
for a lot of the movie, there are two characters that are basically underneath an outhouse at a camp. And I needed to shower after watching this mm-hmm. <laughs> as a result. I was not comfortable with that, especially when they get out of there. They're like, they get out of there. And it's so frustrating because they're, they defeat the person they're supposed to defeat. And then they are, and they've seen him do some crazy things and they're still sitting on the ground next to his body, just chatting while one of them is literally covered in feces. Um, and I would be like, hey, can we go somewhere else where this dude isn't? And yeah. maybe let me shower off a little? Correct. Because, like, I wouldn't want to be there. That's one thing. Uh, I'm always weird about the possession things in, in movies. Like, I get it. You know, exorcisms and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I do, I do like the character to have a reason for doing all of their things. Like... You know, the, the Freddy backstory, the Jason backstory and all that. Mm-hmm. Having the nice guy, the nice boring guy get possessed. It fits the story, but it doesn't allow me to hate that character, I guess, as right. much. So, Do you feel like you should hate that character? If it's a serial killer, yeah. But instead, he's a sympathetic character because you know that he wouldn't be doing it willingly. He wouldn't he's be doing possessed. it, right. Yeah. Okay. And that's, that does add another layer, but... It might not. It's not necessarily an enjoyable layer for me. Okay. Um, but you know, it's it's fun. It's you know, the, I like what they're doing. You know, the '90s style horror movie, the '70s style horror movie, which Scream basically and Friday the Thirteenth basically. I had a question for you because uh-huh. I I didn't quite remember. Um, because I almost feel like they screwed up their timeline too. Because it's it's thirty some odd years, right? Mm-hmm. In between each one, like thirty one years or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So, how old was the nurse supposed to be? Because her daughter was Ruby Lane, but her daughter was seventeen or some shit when she did that. Which her would daughter, have put her daughter. That had to have happened before the camp. Was it thirty years before the camp? Yeah, it would have had to yeah. have happened 31 years before 1978. So it would have had to have been, what, 47? 1947? Now, dude, I don't know if this is true or not. Did they ever talk about that it has to happen every certain number of years, or is it just a coincidence that we're seeing? Well, I thought he said in the first movie that every 31 years something happened. Okay. She came back every 31 years. Oh, okay. Or some shit like that. I'd have to watch the first one over again to be to yeah. be sure, but I think they've screwed up their timeline. Gotcha. So that is Fear Street Part 2. If you've watched Part 1, you'll probably watch Part 2. I would be, it would be very interesting to see what, what the drop-offs are between them. Because they are very closely related. And it's not like someone's like, man, I really like slasher movies in the 90s, but I hate the you know, slasher movies of the 70s, and I really hate witch movies. <laughs> I'd mm-hmm. love to see if the, if the numbers build each week or fall off. Like people seeing the third one and being like, oh, I want to watch the first two now. <laughs> Fear Street Part 2 comes out next week, right? Part or Part 3, part three I mean. I believe so, yes. That's the 1666. Yeah. Is there what, any reference to that? They find the there's a lot. Well, the reason why they're in the, the business part of the outhouse is because they found the witch's little cave and followed it to there. Okay. Yeah. So you'll get that whole story next week. Yes, hopefully with less feces. <laughs> I'm going to smear all the feces all over Greg. Cool. Oh, it's nice. so new though. It is it's not cool. <laughs> I'm going to not... take a baby Ruth and just drop it in his pool <laughs> in there. Not cool. Uh, last one. Black Widow. Hmm. I see you have very strong opinions about this, Rob. I've read the, I've read some of the script, <laughs> or some of the, yeah, the script here. Uh, release date seven nine two thousand twenty one. Directed by Kate Shortland, starring Scarlett Johansson, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, Rachel Weisz, Ray Winstone, Olga Kurienko. I should have had the European read these. Now that I'm realizing it, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong. Uh, right, who second week in a row? Who Ryan Kira Armstrong? Who is that? 
She was the young girl in Tomorrow War. Oh, interesting. Was she the was she Black Widow young? She was No, she was um young um the sister. Oh, okay. Uh, synopsis, Natasha Romanoff, also known as Black Widow, confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous, when a dangerous conspiracy with lies to, with, eh. see, again, I'm reading on an angle here, and it's not working, with ties to her past arises, pursued by a force that will stop at nothing to bring her down, Natasha must deal with her history as a spy and the broken relationships left in her wake long before she became an Avenger. I, I have a feeling yours is going to be longer than mine, and I know what I just said out loud, and I'm regretting it a little. You're... <laughs> <laughs> didn't catch it till you said it but yep that's genetics uh... Uh, now that I've said that out loud I'm not happy uh... <laughs> I can personally vouch that that's true <laughs> <laughs> did I say that out loud <laughs> you did you did I do the editing so <laughs> that's standing <laughs> yep that's what she said <laughs> God, it's apart. just getting better <laughs> my, my thoughts I did like this. I enjoyed the action. I there was a, I think a star was born in this movie. I'm not sure if you know who I'm talking about, but there was I, the sister, Olga yep. Kurylenko. Uh, oh no, Florence Pugh. Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh. She yeah. stole every scene she was in, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was by design, but. If Marvel doesn't offer her a contract to do more stuff, which she did, they did, so they got it. Um, from the second she was on the screen and making fun of Black Widow and all this stuff, I was like, "That was funny. Why? Why do you? Why do you do this with 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 your hair? You you the the flip and like the the landing with like the one leg outstretched and the knee bent. Yep, yep. And then she does it, and she's like, oh, "Damn it!" <laughs> like she was great. I I loved her. I, you know, okay, so. For any of you out there that don't understand the fact that this movie was supposed to come out a while ago, last summer, uh, and then didn't, you know, we have been sitting on uh, toys and artwork and imagery and trailers and all sorts of stuff, and I honestly thought that she was going to be Taskmaster. Uh, okay. I'd, because Taskmaster is, is very large in the comics, but I can understand why they changed it without spoiling anything. Mm-hmm. I understand why they changed it, because... Crossbones in and Taskmaster for the non-comics readers are very similar. And they've kind of done the Crossbones thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when the toys came out, I'm like, oh, this Taskmaster character, you know, same general mold as the sister character, you know. So I really, I, I liked it. I liked that kind of stuff. There were, I do feel like it got hurt from it coming out so far f- removed from all of the other movies and i think it might have possibly should have come out before some of the other movies but um i will tell i will say more later because what, what do you have me is that what uh yes you okay well uh the the movie had a lot of action it had a bit of heart there was a neat twist there was a very telegraphed solution to a problem and a lot of head scratching and the head scratching was why didn't I love this movie? Because I mean, on the surface, the movie was the movie was enjoyable. It was good, but I I just I did you not like this movie because a redhead? It started off with a redhead and then it got bleached to blonde. No, that had okay. nothing to do with it. I mean, I, honestly, I'm not sure why I didn't love this movie. I was just I was just kind of meh about the, the whole thing. I mean, it it did drag a little bit in the middle. Uh, maybe there was too much exposition. Uh, not enough of the of the quote unquote Marvel formula, you know, where they offset a lot of the serious moments with comedy. Um, I, I'm not sure. I mean, f- for me, this movie was okay. I guess I I didn't I didn't love it, but I didn't I didn't hate it. I mean, it was it was okay. I mean, it was a Marvel movie, but it was certainly not up there on my favorite Marvel movie list. And and I love the character of Black Widow. I love Scarlet Johansson. Okay, there we go. I'm super excited to see the movie. Um, I don't have Disney Plus and haven't been in a theater in a while, but um, 
I'm hoping that it's as... I mean, it should be a great movie. I think everyone would probably agree to that because all the Marvel movies are so good. So... I think it's... I don't know. It, it does start off as a fairly normal spy movie. Mm-hmm. I think to some extent it does fall apart a little. We've had a lot of movies with like the villain is this like opulent dude up in the sky. Yeah. And like, I, and I'm getting them all mixed up right now. Like there was, um, it was an altered carbon that had like mm-hmm. something like that. There was that. Yeah. Wasn't there... there a bond villain that was like that too? Maybe. I think in view to a kill, there was a scene there. I think he had a, uh, I think it was Christopher Walken and he had like a, no, yeah, there was man. one, there was, there was a recent one with Daniel Craig where, um, God, who like Javier Bardem? I thought he yeah. was. I thought he was on that weird island. Oh, maybe okay. It used oh. to be like a prison or something, but no. But like, even like Solo, the end of Solo had that. Um, there was one of the. I think it was Ultra Carbon that had something like that. And I, oh, I said that already. And then there was another one uh, with the big. Oh, uh, the movie I never ever remember the name with the the robot, the cyborg chick. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, thank you. You're you're gonna have to do that for me forever. <laughs> like, there's a lot of that type of character, and that type of character is really more sci-fi to me than mm-hmm. Marvel. So right. that introduction was a little bit weird to me, especially when they've they've kind of already made this visual language of like Cold War Russia being just factories and matte gray metal and. Stuff like that, and then all of a sudden there's this, like, flying thing. Flying fortress. Yeah. So I thought that was a, li- a little bit weird. Um, what what part did you think was telegraphed, or is that going to spoil too much? How she got past the block. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew is exactly that, what it... she was doing as soon as she got him to hit her. Okay, I, di- I didn't... At that point, well, you also have experience. Yeah, it, well, it, as soon as she started goading him, I leaned over to Jen and I'm like, "Oh, this is what he's doing, or this is what she's doing." Blah 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 blah. Gotcha. And ten minutes later, I was right. Mm-hmm. And they have to—they had to, not that part, but they had to actually put that block in place because he was like an out of shape, like old Russian dude, mm-hmm. and she is a badass killing machine. Yeah. So they always have to have some sort of twist in there to keep that from happening. Um. So I, I enjoyed it. I wanted to see it again, but I haven't done it yet, which is saying a little bit because I know it's going to be a, it's a little bit exhausting to some extent. Interesting. Um, and I I also did think that they in a way underused David Harbour. Like I kind of didn't like the the route that they went with him for some reason. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but I think that was just a factor of who he was playing because I don't know that they could have used him any more than what they did without it detracting from what they were trying to accomplish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I, I, I don't know so. that they could have forced him in for any more for any more parts or anything like that without taking away from like uh, Ye- uh, Florence Pugh's character. What is it, Yelena Bellano- Bellanova? Or yeah. Belladova. Mm-hmm. So I think it's not. It is not one of the better Marvel movies. It's not egregiously bad. Like, and I, no, I don't no, think no, no, any no. of them it, are terrible. But yeah, and, I, and that that's not what I was meaning. It was just one of those things where I was, I was like, I feel like I should have loved this movie, and I just, I just didn't. I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It seems it should be a great movie. So it should be a great story. Mm-hmm. And also, we're we're also kind of in when you see a Marvel movie, your eyes are usually peeled for oh, like what is this reference going to be to Iron Man, or what villain is this going to be, or whatever. And you get a few obscure like Russian spy villains, but it's not like it's really that much more tied in to the rest of the Marvel universe proper. Although you do, I guess, find out a little bit about what happened. In, uh, in what is it? Not Bulgaria. In, uh, what do they always talk about? Budapest. In, in Budapest. You do find out what happened in Budapest. 
and and, and then you even have oh. a uh, a uh, debate about how you pronounce it. Yeah. And well, it should be Budapest, but we're in America, so it's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And what's interesting with that whole thing is, like, if you go back and watch some of the other movies, they make jokes about it. And they're like, oh, do we don't talk about that. And you can, oh, ha, ha, that's funny, you know. But it's actually way darker than something that you would even remotely joke about. So, uh, I mean, if you're going to watch it, you're going to watch it. I don't know why mm-hmm. we keep on doing that, because, you know. The stuff we review is the stuff that most people are going to see if they've heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's okay. It's it's not in my... It's probably not even in my top ten for the Marvel movies. Well, yeah. Not in mine either. But mine's probably... It's prob- mine is probably a few notches from wherever you put it. Well, um, honestly, I mean, I haven't. I maybe we should do that at some point. Is just rank our favorite Marvel movies, oh like all all hundred and seven of them. <laughs> That'd be hard. It'd be really hard. I I agree with That's you. Though, that said. it would be difficult to do, but I'm game to try. And it's weird because as the Mar- as the movies went on, they they started getting the formula down. So, like, while it's like, while there, some of them are flawed, like Iron Man and Avengers are still probably one and two just because of the possibility. But yeah, let's let's uh close out the episode and may, maybe if you're a patron you'll be able to uh yeah, maybe we'll do this on a patron episode. The ranking of the Marvel movies. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, uh contacting us if you want to write in for anything. You can by uh Going to gimme5podcast.com, you can find out a lot of our information. You can email us at gimme5podcast at gmail.com. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, both was a little bit active this week. Gimme5pod is our handle right there. But the most important thing you could do is rate and review us and subscribe to us on whatever podcast provider you listen to us on uh, because that helps us quite a bit. And I thank you in advance for doing so. Thanks for listening. To a time